The following program was made possible by the generosity of those who have determined to hold fast to the true Roman Catholic religion, as expounded by the Roman Catholic Church before the disasters of Vatican II and the so-called New Mass. Hello and welcome to a special edition of What Catholics Believe. In this edition, I want to read a little monograph that I produced about the uh, mania of socialism. In other words, there, there's a, a lot of talk about socialism now as being a cure for the evils of the world. A uh, principal voice pushing this is actually uh, Francis himself, who uh, traveled to Venezuela uh, early on in his career as Francis to encourage the socialists there. And now, of course, we're seeing, we're seeing the misery that socialism is causing to those poor people who are trying to escape from that, that country and its socialistic tyrant, Maduro. But I, I wrote a monograph on this that I thought was, well, uh, I have come to think is worth reading here for you. And perhaps even commenting on a little bit, because uh, those who have seen it in our parish bulletin at Immaculate Conception have told me they thought it was worth worthwhile. <clears throat> so here it is. It's entitled, Are You a Closet Socialist? With each passing election in the United States, there is a growing cry for socialism and against capitalism. From Francis in the Vatican to the classrooms of our colleges and universities to our election campaigns, we hear the steadily increasing condemnations of capitalism and capitalists as the cause of world poverty, as though every instance of inequality must be due to an injustice perpetrated by owners against laborers. Karl Marx's communism denounces the property owners, the so-called bourgeoisie, and calls for their violent overthrow and destruction by the workers, the so-called proletariat. This is the same Marxist class struggle that is being urged now by the socialists in America. Although a number of militant socialists are now running for elected office as Democrats, the entrenched leadership of the Democratic Party has tried to downplay their involvement. Even Barack Obama refused to endorse the candidacy of the young female New York socialist barista who has catapulted to prominence lately in our national news media. Does this indicate that the Democratic Party opposes socialism? Not at all. In fact, uh, recent polls have shown that uh, upward to 70% of Democrats favor socialism over capitalism. Rather, the rising prominence of the young militant socialist candidates who are riding in the wake of Bernie Sanders threatens to expose and upset the establishment Democrat Party's agenda of the gradual imposition of socialism in America through the means advocated by the Fabian Society of England, using the democratic process to advance socialism, slowly but surely. Pope Pius XI warned Catholics that, quote, no one can be a good Catholic and a true socialist. He said this in the encyclical Quadragesimo Anno of May 15, 1931. But why is this so? 
Because in order to gain and to hold complete control over the economy of any society, the government must take complete control of both capital and labor. In other words, government must control the population itself. It has to control not only the means of production, it has to control the workforce. It has to control the people of that society. And thus, to maintain its socialist plan, the government must strictly regulate even births and deaths. The communist agitators and propagandists during the French Revolution understood this very well, calling for the murder of thousands of Frenchmen in order to reduce the French population to the levels they thought suitable for the establishment and maintenance of a socialist society. One need only read Nesta Webster's The French Revolution to get a very good explanation of their thinking and how they went about trying to make it happen, a socialist France. And here in America today stand the Georgia Guidestones, setting out in Ten Commandments how humanity must be governed. These principles begin with three statements. <clears throat> One, maintain humanity under 500 million in perpetual balance with nature. Now note that this calls for the elimination of more than 90% of the people who are now alive on the face of the earth. The second of these principles, guide production wisely, guide reproduction wisely, improving fitness and diversity. And this has to do with the giving of human life. Guide reproduction wisely, improving fitness and diversity. And note that this calls for permitting or preventing births according to the Darwinian idea of fitness and improving diversity in the population. So actually, in a sense, um, manipulating even the gene pool. The third principle of the Georgia Guidestones, unite humanity with a living new language. And again, here again, we note that sacred scripture tells us that the human race once spoke a common language and used it to conspire to build a tower of Babel so as to exalt itself to heaven. Doesn't this correspond to that Gnosticism that was recently denounced as coming from the Vatican? The fourth of these commandments requires that humanity use reason to rule passion, faith, tradition, and all things. Well, this is the call of the rationalists, the naturalists, the liberals, <clears throat> that everything has to be decided by human reason, even faith and tradition. If anybody had any doubts about what this actually means and why this does not figure in or how this wouldn't figure into a socialist society, go back and read Popeyes the Tenth Encyclical Pascendi. When he talks about the modernists subjecting faith <clears throat> and tradition to reason, to reason as interpreted by government. And so, yes, this falls very, very neatly into the whole leftist program of letting faith itself be subject to reason as they apply it. The final command is this, be not a cancer on the earth, leave room for nature, 
leave room for nature. It, it repeats that last phrase. You know, those words might have come from the mouth of Francis himself. Do we not have here the new Ten Commandments for a new religion, a world religion, aptly named, quote, Gnostic environmentalism? The economist and former head of the Vatican Bank, Ettore Gotti Tedeschi, has recently stated that the highest authority in the New Order Church, and of course we know who he's referring to, he's referring to Francis, although he doesn't name him, that the highest authority in the New Order Church itself is providing the pulpit from which this new world religion of Gnostic environmentalism is being proclaimed through the Pontifical Academy of Sciences. These are sobering developments, and one of the lessons we should learn is that we ourselves must not act like socialists, and we must, not, we must warn our children about the evils of socialism. <laughs> How might we act like socialists? Well, one way to behave like socialists is not taking seriously our financial responsibilities. A characteristic of socialist thinking is the sense of entitlement to whatever it is we need. Often, that means whatever we want. In other words, that we're owed everything by society, that we should always get what we want, and that other people should pay for it. A Lebanese priest once mentioned to me that Mohammed gained his large following among the poor in Yathrib, now Medina, by preaching that if they became followers of Mohammed and the servants of Allah, they were entitled to take the property of all those who were not followers of Mohammed and would not become the servants of Allah. They then proceeded to plunder caravans, taking the victims to hold or to sell as slaves, and seizing their property. Mohammed himself always took 20% of the spoils. This was the beginning of Mohammed's warriors for Islamic conquest. Behold, Mohammed's key to success, the great, we might say, patriarch of socialism. It is precisely this mentality that powers socialism. But whereas capitalism is based on the premise that by human ingenuity and industry, one can build and increase wealth for the whole society and everyone in it, the premise of socialism is that one man's enrichment requires another man's impoverishment. One can gain only by another's loss, as though there is an ironclad fixed amount of wealth in the world so that one person must suffer loss for another to enjoy gain. This lends itself to the dangerous notion that if anyone has more than you have, it must be because he acquired it at your expense rather than because he worked for it and deserves it. Thus you have the right to take it from him because it should be yours. While it denounces capitalism as based on greed and competition among men, socialism itself presupposes that we are all in competition with each other for the limited wealth and resources of the world. I mean, this is the idea of Marxism. Marx class warfare is built upon a competition that we, we have to scrap and fight to divide among ourselves the limited goods of the world rather than produce and be fruitful and increase 
the goods of the world by our ingenuity and our industry. It, <clears throat> I mean, socialism and, and, and Marxism uh, denounce the competition in capitalism, but their whole systems of socialism and Marxism are based upon a ruthless fight for survival among men, fighting for what I perceive to be my share. What is the solution? The government, that is the public sector, must take away the rights and liberties of individual citizens, the private sector, according to socialism, and the politicians and bureaucrats should control and regulate everything democratically. That's, that's the solution the socialists would give us. <clears throat> that the public sector, the government, has to take away all rights and liberties of the private sector, that is the individual citizens. <clears throat> and that the politicians and the bureaucrats, that is the government, must control and regulate everything, even life and death itself. It's the only way they can regulate the economy with absolute power. <clears throat> we think like socialists by an envying the wealth and success of others rather than by working hard for our own advancement and enrichment. We can act like socialists by wallowing in a sense of entitlement to be given what we want from the work and sacrifice of others rather than by earning it and paying for it ourselves. We can think like socialists by adopting the attitude, what's mine is mine and what's yours is mine. We think like socialists when we wait for the handout rather than seeking and seizing the opportunity to earn and to deserve what we need. We think like socialists when we expect others to pay our bills. Socialism is not only built upon such thinking, it indoctrinates people, especially young people, with such ideas of entitlement. No wonder socialism enriches only the tyrant while impoverishing the people. No wonder socialism produces nothing but consumes everything. <clears throat> the young people graduating now from our colleges and universities are being imbued with these ideas of socialism. It is madness. <clears throat> if you were to ask them, well, do you think the politicians should control your life? I'm sure they would say no. If you ask them, well, do you think bureaucrats, unnamed, unelected, in offices somewhere, should make decisions that control the course of your life? I'm sure they would say no. But they are incapable of, of making that, uh, that next connection and realizing that these bureaucrats and these politicians are the government. They don't realize that by saying that they want socialism, they want these politicians and bureaucrats to control their lives because they want the government to control everything. They want the government, in a sense, to become their god who gives them all that they can hope for, that apportions the food and all the goods and uh, determines what anyone not only is allowed to have, but what anyone can possibly have because it's all controlled. We see what's happening in Venezuela right now. 
And we see what this actually means in the practical order for real human beings who are living there. The absolute misery that they have to suffer right now just to survive. God preserve us from that. God deliver them from that evil called socialism. Thank you. May God bless you.